1: get it now it's time to sit and relax get your mind blown away ain't no skipping this track have you paid more attention no listening gap get everything i ever wanted no giving it back
0: Yeah. Ooh, what's up everybody welcome to the apron bump podcast i'm your host kyle otherwise known as the hardest part of the ring oh WrestleMania season, baby, You are you, are your cockles vibrating in your chest? If they are not, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're just not excited, I guess. But, with it being WrestleMania season, no better show to cover than a WrestleMania. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs>
1: WrestleMania,
0: uh, wait, hold on. Look at me. Can you guess what WrestleMania we're covering? Probably saw the title of the podcast, so you probably know, but representing Bret Hart on the old uh, button-up today for WrestleMania 12. We are covering today, of course, that classic Iron Man match, or is it, Uh, (laughs) from this event between Bret Hart and... And another man, I mean, you might be looking at me and you're like, hardest part of the ring, you're clearly a Bret Hart guy, well, you, sir or madam asking that or saying that, would have a giant egg on your face because, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, how do I get all this in frame? Yeah. What do you think of this? What do you think of them apples? See? You can go both ways. So yes, the Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. A very um it's very topical too because we uh just are, we are fresh off the heels as of recording this off of the AEW Revolution 2023. 60-minute Iron Man match between Brian Danielson and MJF. So naturally, it's the same match type, and there haven't been a ton of them, at least in major promotions over the years, 60 minutes, that is. So naturally, people are going to compare the two, and we get into that in the podcast. And I think there's a lot of interesting points to be made in terms of comparing the two, but lots to get into, of course, it being WrestleMania season, so... Sometimes things just fall into place, don't they? But yes, uh the Iron Man Magic. I mean it's a big chunk of the show. We also got the Backlot Brawl between Roddy Piper and Gold Dust, which is if you if you're not if you're not familiar with this, fucking buckle in. If you if you are familiar with this, strap on and and put your put your seatbelt on. And uh what else on this show? Savio Vegas here. Uh, for some reason, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hello. Come on now. We're almost there. And uh, just a lot of other shenanigans. Todd Pettengill's here. There's fucking uh, people ziplining all over the place. It's a wacky show, but a fun show. And I had a fun old time talking about it. But who did I talk? I didn't talk to myself about it. Who did I talk about it with? Well, I brought on an old colleague, an old flame, an old fluffer. I brought on Kenny from a Kenny for your thoughts. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a little dormant lately, but it's not, it's, you know, it's in hibernation for the uh, winter, whatever groundhogs do. Um, but Kenny, the groundhog is popping up out of the ground for this episode. Cause there's uh, Kenny, all right, Kenny's Kenny's on the show. He's my guest. And we have a good old time talking about WrestleMania 12. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Kenny thoughts, all his socials, all his info in the description below. Go check out his podcast. You know, check out the archives of Kenny for your thoughts. It's a lot of it's very evergreen and uh, hop on the train now because uh, he has he has content he's planning on putting out at some point. I, th- I, I can't remember if we talk about it with when the recording was on or not, but he'll be back and uh, he'll be black. Because he's, he has blonde hair on this. So he'll be, he'll be black again, probably. I mean, his hair will... Let's get into the show, shall we? But yes, if you like this type of episode, you like the new generation, you just like 90s wrestling in general, like, hover, a plethora of that on the Apron Bump. And you can go to apronbump.com to check all of it out. And you can go to the episodes tab at the top. And you can filter to any promotion, any era you'd like to listen to me recap. You could filter to New Generation, or you could filter to Wrestling Wars of the 90s, which encapsulates all of WWF, WCW, and ECW in one chronological timeline, all for your enjoyment. So go to that. Go to ApronBump.com, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. On YouTube as well. If you're watching on YouTube, give Daddy a like. Give Daddy a comment. Leave a comment on uh, if you would let gold dust into your backlog. Let me know. And uh, hey, stay tuned for the end of the podcast where the hardest promotion of 1996 battle continues on. Uh, May or may not have a new jingle for that segment. (laughs) Paid a large sum of money for this very professional jingle that leads into that segment at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. And with that, I think I'm all plugged up. Let's get to no. better yet. Let's zipline over to Anaheim and uh, talk some WrestleMania 12, shall we? (laughs) WWF WrestleMania 12 with myself and Kenny from. uh, I don't know. He does stuff. He drinks coffee. He has very blonde hair, too. He looks like Logan Paul. Sexual transmutation, everybody. That's the first thing that was said after I hit record. So we're just gonna let it roll as it is.
1: And now it should work.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of Kenny in my ears. You're not. The, you're
1: not the first guy to say that.
0: Okay. Man, <laughs> the the hair is even blonder in uh, like it's not in person, but uh, in, in in motion.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I said I was blonde. Mm. i'm like bleach blonde like surfer like i feel like i should be doing stick surfer sting promos you know like i should be i should be going like i'll eat you up like a shark like you know whatever crazy stupid shit he used to do wait what did he do again
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna eat you up like a shark
1: (laughs) he did that in a promo i swear
0: I i believe you no the sting is one of the worst promos of all time but that's a different podcast and uh in itself
1: you think like legit like but well, he's not the, of worst, the worst but than, he's like in one of the worst in the best ways right
0: yeah he's he's entertaining but he's not like right. <laughs> good you know he's he's good in the same way Sid is good
1: right right L- you look like uh um, but...
0: you look like sonata are you familiar with sonata
1: the like japanese sonata wrestler t- i was just gonna say like had kind of- a. <laughs> stint in tna
0: not not james storm's sonata i mean like current day sonata he has like the blonde he had like blonde tips on his beard for a little bit i don't know what he, he has the well, always you, has wacky well hair. i saw
1: Ken, i saw kenta lately and he was rocking something similar i was like mm. kenta went and straight copied me but uh who's man. your motivation who, who did you think of when you went blonde so
0: it has gotta be somebody if
1: you if you want me to tell you the truth cody Rhodes. the truth was i was going for gray and then my hair was starting to get like so like dried and damaged that i looked at the blonde and i went "Ah, oh, that works you, you're trying to stop there i was going like yeah i was going like almost like full white
0: but okay. um it just
1: it was a little bit too damaging to the hair and i was just like for shits and giggles let's just keep the blonde because i've never been blonde and i just I think like it would be funny that's fun yeah
0: you know i uh, i asked my wife right before i came on if we had a blonde wig anywhere. Because had the, like looks <laughs> I didn't give her any context. I just asked her if we had a blonde wig and she said a no. blonde wig, right. And then I walked in and didn't say anything. So she's just out there wondering what the hell I do in here.
1: But um <laughs> wife though, like the last time I was on here, you weren't even married yet. So congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, uh you
0: had you still had a podcast last time we were on. I still on, had I a podcast. Actually, no, no, I don't think I'm, you did. Actually, I think no. No,
1: yeah, I, I'd already stopped it. Um, You've been
0: retired for a long time. Any, any any plans on bringing it back or any any like version of it?
1: Yeah, actually, I've actually. I mean, without spoiling too much, I got a lot of kind of content building um, that I kind of want to do. Um, I kind of want to do this like coffee wrestling hybrid content thing because I'm like really getting into coffee right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I'm gonna find a way. So we just need a catchy name, like. Like wrestling has beans or something. I mean, that's that's a good off the cuff one. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. We're having fun, right? We're having fun. If we more fun if we had a blonde wig, which this is obviously because no r- person in the right mind would put do this to their hair.
0: I have I, there's a, I have a pink wig, but that would that would just be dumb if I put that on. So we're not going to do
1: that. Um, as dumb as dyeing your hair blonde, looking <laughs> like me.
0: No, you're you're still. You're so anyway, WrestleMania 12, right? (laughs) Oh, man, I've
1: been getting ready. I've been getting ready for this podcast. I've been listening. uh, I've been drinking. Actually, I drank like two primes right before I got here. So shout out to Logan Paul. Maybe that's the inspiration for this hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drank two primes and definitely been listening to Stevie Wonder. You know why, obviously. Right. Yeah. I mean, that
0: speaks for itself. I do. I do. Mm -hmm. I do like prime. I hate that prime's good, but it is. Thank you. Have beverage. you had the ice pop flavor?
1: Uh, I've had the blue one and the orange one, I think. It's the red, white, and blue. It's it's the one that yeah. looks like the old WWF ring that the Macho Man Randy Savage used to oh. wrestle in,
0: yeah. You mean the Nacho Man, right?
1: Uh, it may be the
0: Huckster, yeah.
1: <laughs> did you by any chance get a
0: get a chance to watch that link I sent you? It was
1: like well, not pretty only, short notice. Not only did I watch it, but oh. uh, I've seen that. Like The, the good thing is like, even if I didn't watch WrestleMania 12 again before I got on here, I've known it because it's like this is like that time period where I'm just I remember every single detail. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, I did watch it. I did watch it. Um,
0: yeah. So I, this is the, my first time watching the show, including that uh, really free for all match. But I mean, I've been watching all the Rawls and stuff leading up to it and all the billionaire Ted skits and all that. <laughs> what a um, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, for, I mean, the match. I bring this up because they had a the, the culmination of all of that was a, a free for all match, um, but it was like a cinematic match. It was just I don't know. What, what did did you enjoy it? I thought it was pretty dumb myself.
1: No, it was absolutely like you you could have done a. <laughs> I've seen better video packages in like 1993 ECW set to like Born to Be Wild, you know, by Bruce with, like Bruce Springsteen songs and other songs yeah. that they ripped off. Um, th- yeah it was terrible I don't know what they were thinking especially it's like an insult to like I don't know like these are characters you created in the WWF mm-hmm. you're trashing them so you're basically saying like you were behind the times now they're in another company and it's like I'd almost like it almost made me want to watch Hogan and Macho Man in WCW just so I don't have to watch the Huckster and the Nacho Man <laughs> with Scheme Gene <laughs> It was was so dumb. because
0: First of all, this old huckster guy that, you know, can't wrestle and he has to get CPR. He's literally going to be their champion in like, what, six years (laughs) in the the
1: WWE? When you say it like that.
0: Yeah, like an even older version of him. Apparently that was fine. And the fact that like they got Roddy Piper and Ultimate Warrior coming back and then they got like Jake the Snake Roberts is like, what are we doing here? But I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like trashing. I guess my thing is like it'd be like me and you going and trashing like old episodes that mean you were on of this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? Like, you know, it's almost like, cool, you've bettered yourselves, but it almost just comes across. Like, why are you trashing your, your, your own shit? And then not yeah. only that, but like, what's he, he forget he, him being champion six years from then, he, they're about to like lose in the ratings a year later and just get their asses handed to them, which is like mm-hmm. even worse that the huckster and the nacho man, are you know, beating yeah. them in the ratings. Yeah, I mean it's like
0: it's like a crazy time, like especially in hindsight, because this is right yeah. before the NWO. This is right before Austin three sixteen, and this is like, I don't. I mean it's like I guess on the up ramp to being a little bit better. This is definitely better than WrestleMania eleven. I mean, would you
1: agree or disagree? I mean WrestleMania eleven. I mean the main event of LT. I I would take LT versus Bam Bam over Sean versus Bret any day. Okay, I'm being very sarcastic. I hope everybody knows that whether <laughs> no, I, you can I was see me or not. It. I, I mean, Bam, Bam <laughs> and, Did you not like Bam Bam and LT? I did like actually like secretly. It's like a it's like a one of my favorite like matches that wasn't supposed to be good, mm-hmm. but it was. And I it think was the best match of the of card. Sp- I think I so, thought. and I yeah. think and 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 remember, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler, mm. and I think it definitely was better than Shawn versus Diesel. But I think that's because Mongo was involved. You know, Mongo, baby. Mongo was in there, baby. You
0: know, did he have his dog? What was his dog's name? Pepe, or that's Chavo's dog. Wow. What was Mongo's dog's name? Did he have a name? Uh, Let's
1: just let's just say Chavo for the sake of it. Chavo. Okay. Mongo had a dog named Chavo, and Chavo had a dog named Pepe, a horse named Pepe, and we'll just keep it going down the line. This is the new Dudley family tree. I'm really learning a lot here. Yeah. Sidebar, uh, my daughter's Please. been getting into wrestling since the last time I've been on this podcast. And so she just mm. recently watched all the TLC matches, right? So she's just getting into that. Oh, wow. And she's asking, like, I'm saying, oh, oh, they're brothers, right? And she gives me this look because she doesn't understand. Like, she when the Dudleys come out and she's like, <laughs> they're brothers. Like, yeah. they're brothers. And I go, I literally just go uh same dad different mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one was left in the oven a little too long right I, I didn't know i didn't know how to explain it to her without like just sounding weird
0: <laughs> well mama dudley yeah.
1: was a whore dear you see and <laughs> papa uh, dudley big big daddy dudley or papa was the dudley. whore i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah big daddy <laughs> dudley was going around the dudleyville just uh impregnating all the dudley women
0: man alabama um Other places, you know, wherever Devon was from. Dances
1: with Dudley. I don't know, whatever. Yeah,
0: Mexico, right? Yeah. So it's um. (laughs) Well, speaking of getting impregnated in Mexico, WrestleMania 12 is show recovering today. And transition. uh, Thanks, man. My my transitions are fire. Uh, but WrestleMania 12, we we were comparing it to WrestleMania 11. Like like overall, like where do you where do you where does WrestleMania 12 rank for you in terms of
1: WrestleManias? You know, that would that would have been an easier question to answer, like, many years ago, but there's so many freaking WrestleManias now. Dude, like, the last like, ten, like, blur together for me. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So, it's like, I don't want to say it's... Bottom hey, half, you know, top half. Put, bottom half. Bottom half, I, I would say, because we've gotten so much better just in terms of WrestleManias. Yeah. It, no there idea. was a time it would have been in the top half, which is crazy. Yeah, it, it's... There's a few things on this show
0: that are good, but I just, it's not a complete show. I mean, because the main event being an hour, that obviously it takes a lot of the show. And um, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get to it,
1: but there's just not a lot of other elements to it. I also think it's like, it's also the reason it gets lower is not even just because there's been more WrestleMania, it's just it gets lost to time. Certain jokes, certain feels for matches, Mm -hmm. just certain things that happen on this show, which we'll obviously cover it gets lost to time because like, if you don't see it through 1996 eyes, you kind of see it through our eyes from today in 2023. Mm-hmm. It's just not as good. No. I
0: mean, there is some good stuff here. There's some really revolutionary stuff really in the grand scope yeah. of things, but um Jose Lethario, right? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, That's what I was talking about. But, um, Hey, did you, did you ever get a chance? I don't know if this is like, I guess if maybe if you order the pay-per-view in real time, did you ever see the uh, world tag team title tournament on the free for all?
1: So (laughs) the finals of it, I used to, I lived in New York and let's just say cable was not exactly legal in a lot of parts of New York. We all had boxes. Mm -hmm. So I've seen every free for all, every whatever. Do I remember half of them? No, but (laughs) I, did I watch them live? Yeah. I had the TV guide channel and I would watch Mm -hmm. that part and then watch it on the actual channel and you know, you don't remember a pre-show tag team match with the Godwins and the Body Donnas from almost thirty years ago? I do not. I, oh, in pfft. fact, I would say that there's probably one of those traumatic memories that I've blocked out by now. Mm. Yeah, that's the only it, the only skip I like is peanut butter at this point. Hold on, and even that's questionable because I have Jiffy in my cabinet. Yeah. We've so. upgraded on this show. I <laughs> oh see. man. Pie budget. <laughs> um <laughs> the vanity lights as well behind you.
0: How do I stop this? I think I started play through. I don't
1: know how to You're clapping for that bottle of Geritol I took before the match, brother.
0: There we go. There we go. <laughs> Easy now. Don't pop up blood vessel there, Huckster. But uh man, for opening match here. WrestleMania 12. First of all, we're in uh, Anaheim, California. What are your thoughts on Anaheim, there, Kenneth?
1: Big Angels I, I fan. No thoughts? <laughs> I was gonna say no thoughts besides that I know that WrestleMania 12 and and uh, WrestleMania 2000 were held there.
0: Wow, that's actually about 2000. I didn't even. uh would yeah. have caught that. Look at you. Look at look at look at you.
1: I uh, do not remember WrestleMania 1099, 999. But yeah fuck off so we got a six man tag team match
0: to uh kick us off here we got the team of Ahmed Johnson Jake the Snake Roberts and Yokozuna versus the team of Owen Hart British Bulldog and Vader and just reading off these names it's just a hilarious like group of people wrestling each other it's uh you.
1: (sighs) you know what's sad is like on paper that should be a good match you know what? To me this kind of over delivered I thought. Given we we might have differing opinions on this one. Maybe I was I was looking at it through critical eyes. Given I mean so maybe I'm looking at, maybe I am taking
0: hindsight into account a little bit here because I know Vader's run in WWF wasn't very stellar. Uh Yokozuna obviously towards the tail end of his run. I mean Jake Roberts is here, you know, he's battling all sorts of stuff and then you got stupid wet ahmed johnson and they're bumbling around you pretty much just got owen hart just tying everything together he's (laughs) he's, bumping himself (laughs) but legitimately (laughs) just that god the greasy ahmed johnson yeah go ahead
1: let me tell you the eyes i'm looking at it for again just for to give you know anyone listening to this options i guess Uh, so vader had just debuted in the wwf two months before correct so he should have been hot coming into this and he wasn't Ahmed was kind of being pegged as the guy like and he still was kind of being given like 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 he might have been the first black WWF champion the way he was going right now so again like we didn't know how terrible bluntly he was or egotistical and all those things we didn't know he just had an upside that Vince McMahon liked the guy and wanted to give him uh, push him to the moon Yokozuna is coming two years out of Wrestling in the main event, as mm-hmm. the going in as the WWF champion, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake the Snake, I mean, had just what just come back, uh, I think at the Rumble too. Yep. And this is his second run. He's got the whole you know revelations as the Snake and everything. You know, Owen and Bulldog are pretty much in their prime. Yep. Like that's when I look at it and I go, why was this match so terrible? When it had all the makings of being like match of the night because you had so many, but I guess that's the problem. You get too much talent in there sometimes. Kind of like me, you know, you and a podcast together, brother. Right. And just Too many too much too cooks,
0: too, too yeah. many just delicious cooks in the kitchen, just, you know, right. can only have so many fillets. <laughs> that's our new podcast name, by the way, Offshoot. It's a, uh, we know it was Racist Chops before.
1: Racist Chops, but now it's a, uh, it's a, uh, Slices of fillet? What what would you d- say? D-
0: d- delicious fillets. I actually like don't it. hate that. We'll talk offline about that. Um mm. <laughs> over some meat. Ah. <laughs> Wainers. Uh meat on
1: the table. Yeah, that's what you are.
0: Is that right? Shout Ryback's out to any song?
1: Ryback fan. Yeah. Shout out I to any Ryback why. fan <laughs> that exists.
0: Fact <Back> like <laughs> kn- did it I don't, I don't know why I knew that. But um who do you think would win in a fight, Ryback or Ahmed Johnson?
1: It it would depend, right? Because if Ryback was just fighting and he was just like stupid, like he he could he could get Ahmed. But if Ahmed just came back and started saying, "Just make sure that you didn't that fight. That were you coming at me?" and like that just confused him. Right. Ryback's not a smart guy. I think Ahmed. So ultimately, I think. Well, oh, you're, d- you're suggesting that Ahmed is. <laughs> I'm thinking that one Ahmed would confuse him, and then two, he's. He's wet. He's just slippery. He is Ryback couldn't point. get a hold of him. Mm-mm. So I'm thinking Ahmed. That's a good question. Plus, I'm secretly an Ahmed fan because I used to play a game. No joke. I had a friend and I. We would play a game here. It was mm-hmm. called How quickly could you see Ahmed Johnson's butt cheeks in a match? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong though? You
0: know, I didn't. I didn't really note his butt cheeks in this match. I don't know if they ever. They ever made an appearance? Did they?
1: I think this is the one time I think WrestleMania, he was like, just make sure that my ass don't make an appearance in this match. Like I think it's the first time that he's uh, he insisted to wear trunks that were his size. Because before, I don't know what, what thong store he'd be shopping at. Mm. But uh Ahmed got cake.
0: I mean, there's no <laughs> denying that. There's no denying that. I mean he's no Yokozuna. But uh Sorry, I'm just thinking of Japanese. No, that's a, ass. not a cake.
1: That's a whole bakery. Oh ho ho! Oh.
0: <clears throat> What's a Japanese pastry? I couldn't think of one. Do they have pastries over there? Uh, Why are you asking me? Chinese donut, right? He's a, he's a big bakery of Chinese donut. He's Japanese. Well, he's not Japanese. Right. I was Samoan. just
1: gonna say. Not only do you have a Samoan <laughs> playing a Japanese person, but you're assuming a Chinese pastry on the man. So table. we got
0: Yoko's <laughs> cocksucker. Not my speakover. We got Yoko Zuna. <laughs> the Chinese donut here. And um, so initially, uh, this was going to be a one-on-one match between Yokozuna and Vader. But uh, for a variety of reasons, that never happened. So they made this a six-man to uh, add some you know people that could move around, I guess, and create a cohesive match, I guess. Yeah. Vader, well, Yoko, I mean, he's fucking 700 pounds at this point. So his cardio is work. what it is.
1: He can still move, though,
0: when he needs to, but it's not for a long time. It was
1: bad, man. It was bad. I I actually was thinking about it because, like, I never really paid attention to it until, like, I rewatched it here. And I was like, man, like, two years before he's main eventing and moving, like, amazingly, Mm -hmm. in literally the span of two years, 24 months, he can barely move in the ring. And it was like, you know, it was, it was sad to see, like all jokes aside, it was, it was really mm-hmm. sad to see the kind, of, the kind of state he was in and the fact that, like, I didn't know why they had to put it, you know, as a six man. And it makes complete sense because him and uh, Vader and Yoko had like a interaction, I think, at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have made sense to be a one-on-one match. And it could have been a hell of a match if this was 1993 and they both were in their primes. Yeah, and on top of that, Vader's just coming
0: off a of shoulder surgery. So they did the whole angle where he took out gorilla monsoon right after he debuted and they suspended yeah. vader but this is because they, he had to go get surgery and he's like just coming off of that so it would just have been a disaster by all accounts right and jake um, the snake roberts i mean yeah yeah i mean his run isn't too long in, in, at this point i mean i know he goes the king of the ring but i don't think he does much after Wait, that, what happened he? in king of the ring uh, well, he said something about his Psalms and something about John 316. I forget the rest, but um mm. something or another. Mm. Something to... uh, do you <laughs> think Vader, in hindsight, do you think it was a bad idea pairing Vader and Yokozuna together, given how much bigger Yokozuna is than Vader? Like, I feel like you lose the mystique of Vader when you see how small he is in comparison.
1: No, only because I remember that big fan Vader run. And what it would have been, again, again if we're talking prime guys, right? Mm-hmm. Vader Vader would have been able to have been that one guy to F up Yoko with some fists in the corner and like really kind of move. Because remember, he his whole thing was like, I don't want to say like a Keith Lee where he could move for a big guy. Mm-hmm. But Vader's whole thing was like he could moonsault, he could do these things. I think it would have been like, you know, probably a fair comparison would have been like Bam Bam Bigelow versus like a, a Yokozuna where it's kind of like here's a guy that could like actually move versus Yoko who really is the super heavyweight. So I think it, I think the goal probably would have been like oh the two no pun intended but the two mastodons like button heads mm-hmm. and it would have made Vader go like look like a stellar athlete that could go with ding 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 Sean Michaels. Right. So I think maybe the goal was to get him like to show that oh he's not just a big guy he can hang And then when they get him in with a guy like Shawn Michaels, there would have been more intrigue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially if Vader would have gotten a victory over Yokozuna, I think that would have elevated his stock a lot right out the gate. Right. um, Right
1: right out the gate. You beat the guy that's like dominating the WWF, main eventing WrestleMania, went with mm -hmm. Bret Hart, took him to the limit. Like it would have done a lot for Vader. So I think Vader got, you know, shot himself in the foot or maybe in the shoulder, uh, (laughs) you know, right away. (laughs) Yeah. He shot himself with, Shawn Michaels boot to the head when he did botched a spot. But um, yeah, I fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> well,
0: Vader does get the win here, but not over Yokozuna over Jake the Snake Roberts with the
1: Vader bomb. And uh, you got a problem with Jake the Snake Roberts? I think it's just like rolling up your de- your your, your dead <laughs> rolling up your rolling up your drunk uncle. Like no shoving, one's impressed. Shoving your grandpa over in his wheelchair, pending him. Right. Yeah. Like
0: it's <laughs> Hey, man, Jake was – he was – I mean, I haven't seen a lot of prime Jake the Snake Roberts, so maybe I don't have a lot of reference, but he was moving yeah. in there pretty well. I mean, the DDT is still super over. I loved how they, like, built to it the entire match, and then he finally hit it on Owen. It got a huge pop and tried to do it to Jim Cornette, who was ringside, but got – you know, that didn't happen, and he ended up losing. Goddamn, damn
1: <laughs> Goddamn, pal, <laughs> Don't hit me with the DDT. You know? do you
0: think, is that what he said? I couldn't hear it in the, in, when I was
1: watching the show, but – well, uh, they were going for the DDT. I, mean, I was like trying to do a Jake the Snake Roberts impression <laughs> that the whole bad. time, but I was like, I couldn't figure out where to put
0: put it, you know. Your throat is going to be shredded by the end of this. We're only in the first match, and we've already heard like 10, ten different uh, impressions. What do you think AJ Styles thought of this match?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I was sitting at home uh, watching it. I, I mean, I thought Vader's a big guy, and I, I could take him on.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's great insight. It's great insight. What were
1: you saying yeah. about your throat? I, I was just going to say you're not the first guy that tells me I'm going to rip my throat to shreds after this, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. That's going to get me every time. <laughs>
0: any any other any other uh, diddles on this match?
1: Um, no. This is the match I almost wanted to not talk about. I was so disappointed in it.
0: I mean, I thought it had its moments, but yeah, given, like, the the magnitude of who's involved, I can see it being
1: disappointing. Like, what but, the hell um, did the Bulldog do? Bulldog's one that, like, was one of my favorites of the early 90s. I can't think of a single di- thing he really did in that match. Dude, Bulldog, like, Which is bizarre. Oh, man,
0: I just... He had an awesome match with Brett at In Your House 5, I believe it was, right? right. five. It, yeah. Um, but everything else he did in this era was dog shit.
1: That, that's, what that's what i mean right and that's what i mean and it's like and then like vader gets the win so the british bulldog wins whether he wants to or not and he did anyone get that i hope any i hope someone got that but wait wait do you what, was don't that? Know what that is wait hold on repeat so at at, at wembley stadium uh-huh. they interview this little girl they're cutting around it's a video package thing and long story short uh, they cut to this little girl and she goes, the British Bulldogs going to win whether he wants to or not. <laughs> I like it. And so big, fan. big search, fan. Search it on YouTube right after this episode. <clears throat>
0: I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> boy, up next, you know, the reason you probably want to skip that first match is probably because you wanted to get you wanted to you wanted to get to this. The Hollywood Backlot Brawl Rowdy Roddy Piper. Versus Goldust, man, I don't even know where to fucking begin with this. I mean,
1: I got nothing but good things to say about this batch, To be honest with you,
0: well, we should say. I mean, initially it was going to be a Miami Street fight, but uh, Old Razor got suspended for uh, failing a drug test, uh, allegedly. Yeah, you know, also stories of him not wanting to work with Goldust. Not gold wanting dust to work with
1: Goldust. What I heard, yeah,
0: could have been both, but um, they
1: ended up hey, slugging hey, in. Yeah. You want you want me to work with Goldust? How about I just pop this bill, man? You know, I think <laughs> that, I, if I was Razor, that would—I mean, if I did, really didn't want to work for Goldust, that's what I would have done. Yeah, I mean, hey Sean, you know. hey Sean, give me one of them shits,
0: <laughs> them shits.
1: <laughs>
0: <You clear? laughs> is Razor here? Hey, but
1: I'll—I'll just. Uh, what was that?
0: Said, is Razor here, man?
1: I said, That's all jokes on. aside, it's been a year since we lost Scott Hall as as of this recording. So, yes, God rest this old man. He's one of he's he's one of those guys that should have been a world champion. So, just shout out to hmm. him, dude. Fucking awesome. It's it's. I, I yeah. always say it like because this is like
0: before my time, but if I was watching during this time, he definitely would have been my favorite wrestler. He's he's just so he cool, just too cool. so cool. Yeah, yeah. like see he, the
1: word like nobody nobody doesn't just look at Scott Hall and go like, oh, he's cool. Yeah. I wish I had that chest hair, to be honest. Um, I do, but I shave it off. Man, you have that gift and you just throw it in the trash? Or the Yeah, enemy? man. Yeah, man. I just use it for my seat co- covers in my car. You know, it costs just for razor. Is the car a gold Cadillac? It is. How'd you know? Oh, that's a
0: crazy coincidence because uh, Goldust also has a gold Cadillac here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I guess first of all, we should kind of so the build of this match. So Razor's out, Roddy's in. Uh, Rod Roddy Piper is the uh, storyline president of the WWF at this point. Yes, and I guess what the back the backstory is basically that Roddy, because they're like two actors, I guess, or Roddy's a legitimate actor and Goldust isn't. So Roddy's like, hey, I haven't never seen you on a movie set. I'm gonna make a man out of you, you fruitcake. I believe is what he says later.
1: Yeah, uh, remember, remember, for context, I think context is really important that, like, there was a lot of, like, hmm, I mean, I'll just say it bluntly, I guess, homophobia at the time. It's not oh, as yeah. accepting as it was at at the time, uh, like, today. So this, the whole character of Goldust was literally just that, like, he was this androgynous, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, like, preying on the fears of other men who were homophobes, and, and I mean, again, the rumor is Razor didn't want to work with him for real because yeah. of this of the storyline and Goldus is saying some not so or some blatantly suggestive things to roddy piper which yeah. is what kind of leads piper to go you want a match fruit cake i'll give it to you You know like <laughs> i mean it is
0: there's no subtlety to the gold character yeah. at this point i mean he's yeah. playing roddy's bad bagpipe he's a oh yeah and then they're cutting a promo in the ring and he's like on his knees like like if this is piper's cock he's like meet me in my back lot you know like his asshole so um that's wait that's
1: what that back that's what backlot means that's
0: how i usually use it
1: in my daily life i don't know about you um we should use it together but anyway there we go um yeah (laughs) so i mean the goldus character i think Because a lot of people didn't watch it at the time with those eyes, I don't think it'll Mm -hmm. ever get enough credit for being just as revolutionary as it was. Because remember, it was a bad guy knowing that these people were homophobic Mm -hmm. and using that as like, that's why they would say psychological mind games. I'm not saying it would work today. I'm not even endorsing it today. I'm just saying in 1996 eyes, that was revolutionary.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I'm watching all the WCW and ECW stuff along with this, and they reference Gold yeah. Dust all the time. Like, it's making waves across right. not just wrestling, but just in, like, pop culture in general. It's like, because, I mean, I, th- I feel like this kind of kick-started the Attitude Era in a way, because this is, like, really pushing the envelope yes. in an era where everything was so cookie-cutter and just colors and whatever the hell. So, um, but a little, uh, so we got a Hollywood back brawl here and uh so it cuts to roddy who's in this back lot i guess he's holding a bat and then a gold cadillac pulls up and uh gold dust gets out of it and then they start scuffling roddy pretty much kicks the shit out of gold dust for the most of it he throws him into all the dumpsters that are in this alleyway he's smashing his head on the car hood um I think at one point Goldust tries to run away, but Roddy takes his bat and smashes the window and there's blood everywhere. And I mean, this this is like kind of, there's a running thread throughout the entire
1: show, but what'd you think of this? Like introduction to this, this match, I guess. That's, that's what I liked was I liked that it was a running thing throughout the show. Mm -hmm. I liked how it, you know, how it ended up, you know, obviously we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm assuming you're doing it in order here. Oh yeah. But, um, but I, I i loved it i loved i loved the whole concept um and it was very physical i think is it in this first half that roddy breaks his hand like, did he break his hand? i know it was bleeding at some point okay so when he's on the windshield there's a scene where Golda, he's on the windshield and piper rears back and he just hits him straight in the forehead mm-hmm. there's a loud cracking sound that is literally roddy piper's hand legitimately breaking mm that's how Hardy hit him in the forehead there yeah. was nothing that they there was no gusto to this there was no no pun intended no Hollywood magic here they were so up close with these shots and everything that they were going for him and then I think this is is this when he goes to run him like run him over and, and yes. Roddy Roddy got again legitimately gets run over because I think they had they had said in later interviews Roddy was supposed to like move and he didn't so Goldust legitimately just hits him with the car. Really? Roddy Piper's my hero for this match because it's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he straight up, he gets his knees hit by a car and just rolls over the hood, and then Goldust drives away. And then <laughs> Roddy happens to stumble upon a white Bronco. That's also, an, I don't know if that's his Bronco or if he just uh, did a little Grand Theft Borrowed Auto action. It. Borrowed it. Right. Uh, yeah. And... Gives chase to Goldust
1: in a white Bronco. So uh, yeah, seems familiar. Just, I mean, <laughs> right. I was gonna say, and anyone who's a little bit too young to understand what the ha ha was, I mean, to make a long story short, OJ Simpson, and this is the not funny part, but he great football his, player. I, hold on, hold on. Huh? Allegedly killed his wife. I have right. to say, allegedly, from because of the, but what they're referencing is the famous chase that OJ and his white bronco and there's a helicopter shot where they're filming him on the freeway in California and he's going and all the cops behind him and they basically recreate it so I hear there was a rumor by the way they were trying to actually get OJ Simpson at Wrestlemania 12 yeah I did Did read that did you hear that
0: one as well okay I mean just like recently I was like looking some stuff up about this and I stumbled (laughs) upon that I was like god that would have been insane like right after it um terrible oh yeah. o- do you follow oj on
1: twitter by any chance i do because it's like <laughs> the weirdest timeline it's
0: fascinating
1: hi this is the juice and i'm playing golf and it's like he still thinks he's like he still thinks he's like the motivational speaker football player when it's like my dude at this point we all know you you, you killed your wife you got away with it just lay low
0: nope lay he's, low he's out there writing books if I did it, well, what was it called? It's like, if I did it, this is how I do it, or something?
1: It, it was called If I Did It, and then yeah. I think the family of the, the departed sued, and then they got the rights to the book, and it got renamed I Did It, Confessions of a Killer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, hey, man, I respect OJ for getting out there, trying stuff, giving, giving other hobbies a stab at it. So, um, But we have this next match here. And because um, he stabbed Jesus. his wife. He stabbed his wife. Yeah, I get it. You might say he's a stone cold killer, allegedly. But uh, speaking of which, we got Steve Austin right. in this next match
1: versus <laughs> Savio Vega. Man. <laughs> Steve two fought every every other day for the better far part of like four years. Ew, why? It's how I feel. Like every show that I, I look at, it's Stone Cold versus Savio Vega. Including my favorite show, which is "In Your House: Beware of Dog 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Beware of Dog One guy. Wait, so no, one, no, no. The the light went out, right, or something? Or like so it yeah, was the, like a... the, there
1: was a there was a storm. The lights went out, and they basically had to wrestle in the dark. <laughs> and then uh, two right. was just they refilmed it like on a Tuesday randomly. Oh, so it
0: was just the, a redo. I thought it was like the continuation. Of one, no,
1: they literally just did the
0: same match. <laughs> <laughs> well, can never have too much, ma- too much. Savio Vega versus Steve Austin, I guess. Not the yes, ringmaster anymore. No, you can, and I, this was it for me. <laughs> it's insane in hindsight seeing Steve Austin in a throwaway third, like a second or third match of the show. As really just a backdrop for more of the <laughs> Roddy Piper and Goldust shenanigans. Yeah. It's, I mean, obviously, he's freshly debuted. He's been in the company for a few, like three months or so. He's just shed the ringmaster gimmick like a few weeks ago. Uh, but he's still with Ted DiBiase. He's still the million dollar champion. Still doing all that, but he's freshly shaven. He's He looks like Stone Cold.
1: Right. Just, that's. i there. think that's what's jarring about it's like he looks yeah. like prime stone cold uh yet he's not there yet and i th- also think that like hindsight uh, or context is important because i think he was supposed to have a good showing in the 96 rumble and like be on the up and up mm-hmm. and then he slips out of the ring and gets eliminated he's supposed to be in like the final four he accidentally oh, eliminates really? himself in the 96 rumble by like five that's two five, instead of holding on and um yeah. So maybe I don't want to say he maybe he was being punished, but like maybe he would have had a better match at WrestleMania had he had a better showing at the Rumble. I mean, the fact that he's on the card at all.
0: I mean, there's what four matches on this card. So it's <laughs> true.
1: That's very true. Um,
0: But yeah, so he could have been in the
1: Yoko Vader match.
0: He could have been. But don't worry. We got that next year, right? It doesn't stone cold face Yokozuna and like a pre-show match.
1: At WrestleMania 13, when he fought Bret Hart in his like most famous match? is that 13? That is 13, sir. Oh, I was think it was 14.
0: When did he face Yokozuna in a pre-show match? I know that happened at some point. Maybe it didn't. Maybe, I maybe say I that was, it was.
1: No, no, I know you're right. I just I don't think it was like a WrestleMania, right there. I think it was in the year 96.
0: You know what? We have we have, yeah, we have the Google out.
1: machine. I, I need to know this. Stone Cold. One time. I I, I'll just talk in the meantime. One time. Yokozuna slammed me in the middle of the match. I shit my pants. You think that I stopped?
0: Summer a true Slam. Story, by the way. S- Summer Slam 96. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, who else shit their pants at wrestling? CM Punk did, right? Um, yeah. When was the last time you shit your pants? Probably yesterday.
1: Oh, how'd that go? Yeah. Uh you know, left a skid mark on my life.
0: You got a little Art Donovan in there. It was it was uh, peeking out.
1: <laughs> uh, who, what's this shit in my underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Art Donovan, that's your lunch.
0: <laughs> we'll never have one episode without Art Donovan. He's, you yeah. brought So you brought him up. I'd no, forgotten t- about Art it, Donovan. Can, it was coming out of you. It was bubbling. You were brimming with Art Donovan.
1: I, subconsciously, maybe. I had no idea Art Donovan
0: was in there he's always he's always lurking um but speaking of art donovan shit in his pants we got savio vega versus steve austin here and uh the match is fine i guess the crowd couldn't give right. a single solitary uh shit about this match and like so during the match <laughs> roddy piper calls into the commentary table. Uh, which is the visual is just hilarious. He's like, just chasing gold dust in his Bronco. He's like, I mean, let me give Jerry Lawler a ring a ding. <laughs> let him know my whereabouts. And he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna get gold. I'm gonna make a man out of this fruitcake. I'm gonna kill
1: this son of a bitch. Like, and, and it's like, they lose the call and they have to get him back. So it's even worse because they take more time away from the <laughs> match. <laughs>
0: it's hard to pay attention to Steve Austin, you know, having Savio in a headlock while all this is happening, I guess. Right,
1: especially after the fire promo Savio Vega cut before the match. Yeah, how'd that, how'd that go? Oh, God. Uh, Steve Austin, I'm going to get you! It's like, I, I never understood the cadences with Sav- Savio Vega, but you right. know, he was what he was. <laughs> he sure <laughs> I was. I do it for Puerto Rico! It's like, hold on, Savio, just calm down. Calm calm down. Calm down. Right, like, Ra- you saved Razor, you got a job, where well, you're good. You don't got to be so angry now. Look, man, he's he's a
0: fiery, fiery Puerto Rican. The uh, what would they, what'd they call him, the legend of the Caribbean, Savio Vega. He's he's got a lot of uh, piss and vinegar to him. I, I do not even remember that nickname. So that's news to me. I might have just made it up. Uh, I do like <laughs> the finish kind of of this match. Well, I like parts of it. So uh, Savio hits the ref with a spin kick as as Steve Austin gets out of the way. <laughs> the ref is just annihilated. You couldn't have a more dead person than this ref after that spin kick. Uh, Steve Austin with the ref down gets his million dollar championship clocks Savio with it. And then like it Savio over the apron and then comes off the apron down with another belt shot, which I thought looked pretty sick. Uh, and then essentially just knocks Savio out and then locks on. I don't even think he put on the million dollar dream. I think it was just like a choke hold or a sleeper hold. And uh, the ref comes to Ted DiBiase, like wakes up the ref with water. And then the ref, you know, goes over. He's, oh, you're dead, Savio. I guess this guy wins. So Stone Cold wins. And then we get some more OJ. But, yeah.
1: Any other thoughts? Some more OJ. No, it, this is one of those where it's like, you know, Stone Cold could have gone one way or the other. To make a long story short, he was a good hand in the ring. But mm-hmm. you could see that, like... I don't know, like, if he was just a good worker and didn't develop his character, he could have just stayed at that level. But he didn't right. become popular until he really developed that character and really started getting good on the mic and really start just being a brawler. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, it's fun. It's just funny seeing him look like Main Adventure Stone Cold but be in this throwaway match.
0: I mean, it's in it him. Because, like, I watched the ECW shows that he was on. When he was like squaring up a Sandman and stuff, it was like, God, this is the exact stone cold character. It's just yeah. with long hair and now he's here. So it's it's in him. It just it's a matter of giving him a platform to uh, show it, which he will get. I guess he'll have himself. Yeah, he a, is, It was all right. His run
1: was all right. He had a handsome
0: little career, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not a perfect career, but speaking of which, we got Mr. Perfect backstage uh, <laughs> during the old uh, announcer deal. He, uh, he's backstage with Diesel and Perfect is uh, he's kind of throwing the clips, kind of recapping the the build to the later match. Undertaker versus Diesel shows the uh, in your house match, the cage match where Undertaker came out from the floor and ripped Diesel to the pits of hell. And he got on Raw a few weeks later where Diesel, he opens
1: a casket and sees himself in the casket. Great. Like, Amazing, by the way, scared the crap out of me. as a I was terrifying. six years old or, or no, seven years old when all this happened. Right. So right. Oh, my God. I'm like, how'd they do that? Only recently did I find out what actually happened. Was it just a, a pre tape. I'm sorry. correct, like okay. like they used like a little like a body double or whatever. But then every time they cut to the close ups. Right. Yeah, they did a pre tape of, uh, you know, Kevin Nash in there. So I was just like, this doll looks so lifelike. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but uh kevin or diesel's he's he's fine he's chill he's like hey undertaker big daddy is gonna take the cool of you which i don't know what that means but that's what he said and he says then sean you're next so
1: building to a future match with sean already here but can i note that i don't know if you noticed it Mm. i'm pretty sure kevin nash or diesel sorry was drunk during this promo because his eyes were not, like, I don't know what he, like, to me, when he was talking and yeah. he was saying, I'm going to take the cool out of you. It was, like, a little bit more than that Big Daddy cool suave. It was mm-hmm. just more, like, lost in La La Land. Like, cause, to correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this his, like, final match? Like, maybe televised match? So he has a match um, with Shawn
0: Michaels, I believe, at the next In Your House. I think that's okay. Oh
1: yeah, match. yeah. Obviously, with the with Mad Dog for Sean and stuff, like I, that sure. that's ingrained in my mind. Trust me, like, <laughs> because he rips Mad Sean's uh, Mad Mad Dog's leg off and hits like Sean with, her, or Sean does that to Diesel. Sorry, um. Right. But anyway, um. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I guess my thing was like, was he phoning it in at this time? Was he just kind of like out there? Like he's already thinking. Well, he'd about already given his notice <laughs> at
0: this point, right? So yeah,
1: exactly. So it's like, he looks like he probably was just like a couple brewskis in. He's like, I'm just going to wrestle the Undertaker. like like. you know, like-
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of his gimmick at this point, because he's kind of in between Diesel and Kevin Nash at this point. Like he has more of a, a egotistical edge to him. So right. it could just be him playing up his character. But it also, I mean, because I don't think he was wrestling drunk. I mean, I guess he could have been. Uh, who knows? But it's not like he's doing springboard her and Karana's or anything, but. Um, right. so I don't know but I, I don't know I, I do love this incarnation of Kevin Nash whatever you want to call him I think is like very like the heel one yeah it like had his personality but like the presence of diesel I thought that combination was uh
1: pretty I mean I, I run on diesel power so me too uh, uh and there's a lot of adrenaline in my soul recently mm. that's um, where the blood hair comes from yes yes it is uh my daughter's mm-hmm. favorite wrestler is cody rhodes by the way so she is not Same. hating yeah she's not hating this hairstyle uh <laughs> but yeah so no kevin nash i agree with you i think hindsight being 2020 if he had not gone on to wcw i think this is the kevin nash the diesel that would have been like the staple of his career you know what i mean like let's mm-hmm. say the nwo stuff didn't happen whatever he just stayed in the wwf I think he found his his niche with this character, uh, mm-hmm. just being like the way he was, like no pun intended, but just being so cool, so suave, so, you know, just not caring, you know, yeah. and just it like he became a legend. I I don't know how to else to say it. It's like he found his groove. Do you think uh Do you think if he wasn't going to WCW already at this point, do you think he would have beat the Undertaker? Um, you know what? Yes. I do, because at their trajectories at the time, um, Diesel was had already been WWF champion. He was that guy that would take, you know, mm-hmm. Vince loved Kevin Nash, right? I don't think, I like I would say there's a 99.9% chance, especially with the way The Undertaker was going at the time. If you put him up against a prime Kevin Nash, a mm-hmm. prime Diesel, I don't think we get the streak, because I think Kevin Nash yeah. would have won that year. Dude,
0: it's crazy. Like... And then you don't get the NWO probably, or it's at the very most, very altered. It's like crazy how many things would have changed had he just stayed for right. like another
1: year. Right. Just imagine like Mabel and, and, and Scott Hall showing up. <laughs> or even if it was like Sting or whatever, you know, it would, have just,
0: it would have been like almost as good, but not as good.
1: But then wrestling as a whole would have suffered because the WWF wouldn't have had to yes. responded. So I think, you know, things happen the way it was supposed to. Because I can't imagine a world where like it's any better than how it happened, right? Um, yeah, but
0: uh, that's that's an that's an ultimate take to have. But speaking of which, we got the return of the Ultimate Warrior to the WWF, taking he on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes.
1: was gonna say rumor is that he was gonna be bald and 400 pounds i hear that
0: was the rumor that was the scuttlebutt on the street according to jerry lawler (laughs) but uh he's he's eating cheetos he let himself go and then he comes back and he's the same pretty much wasn't there a rumor i don't know when when it was that like he
1: died and somebody else took his spot that was 92 so the reason (laughs) that started right was because he got suspended in 91 for his whole thing whatever he got suspended um there was a whole steroid scandal he had I guess bluntly gotten off the juice right and gotten mm-hmm. a little smaller so when he came back with the uh with the uh, little what do you call it the not the leotard but like the what Kurt Angle wears basically singlet uh, the singlet thank you so he came back with the singlet um and a little bit smaller at WrestleMania eight, the, and his hair cut all differently um and blonder um mm-hmm. it, they basically were like oh the original ultimate warrior died and this is the new guy right it's You'll stupid. See. Remember, there's there no Internet back then. So I still think that about Avril
0: Lavigne, though. But that's a different podcast in itself.
1: I mean, they're both hot, whoever they
0: are. The dead one and the alive one. You would. Uh, right. Well, anyways, so uh, I had another thought. I'm just going to keep in the old noggin. But least uh, <laughs> we got Triple H coming out here with Sable on his arm. The debuting Sable. And uh, so when that will see why later in the show but uh he's the one that was he drew this short straw here facing ultimate warrior in his return (laughs) match right gee willikers i don't even so the match it's a you know a 40 second match whatever it is uh warrior gets pedigreed no sells it. warrior hits his stupid fucking shoulder blocks and his military press and his splash and squashes hunter hearst helmsley and uh is on steroids
1: i'm assuming so thoughts i thought it was, i mean look I, I was a kid i was a big warrior yeah. fan at that i loved it i loved absolutely loved the match i hated hunter Hurst helmsley mm. you know what i mean so this was exactly what i wanted to see um and why you paid to see the warrior so i think they yeah. did it right But like you know, it's the the fact that we're looking at it with hindsight. It's so funny to see that he squashed Triple H, like, and what Triple H would go on to become, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the the big thing is the debuting Sable. Again, at the time, it's like you don't know who this beautiful blonde woman is, and she just comes out on the because remember for context, Hunter Hearst Helmsley had a beautiful woman on his arm every Mm -hmm. single week, and so this was quote unquote. Just another one of those beautiful escorting women. Him, to, or another escort? escorts to the ring. Wow, I didn't, I didn't want to say escort, yeah, but uh, you know, the one of the women escorting him to the ring, and <laughs> you didn't think anything of it. In other words, mm-hmm. um, until later, yeah, because I was because this is my first time watching this show, so I see Triple H come
0: out with this dame on his arm. I'm like, is that fucking sable? <laughs> I yeah, the or they they say it. Vince McMahon says it eventually. That's Her not, name is Sable, Sable,
1: which, which again, if you really think about it, the name makes sense. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the pedigree, Greenwich, Connecticut, comes out with Sable. Like there, there's continuity there. What does Sable mean? Like, isn't Sable like a like a classy, like elegant dog or it, something? I think you're thinking of
0: stable. Hold on. No, no, that's a horse. Uh, don't talk about Sable that way. So we got right. a mark with
1: a short tail and dark brown fur native to Japan. Yeah, it's like. A,
0: what the hell? A, a Martin. It's like a fucking. Uh, looks like a, a mink or something. Or like a like yeah. a like a possum, perhaps. Right. Something like that. So she's a possum. But I guess the,
1: it was in a reference to like uh, like sable fur, you know, like the finer things. That's. I see what you're right? saying.
0: So so she's uh uh, one in one in the bird, two in the bush. That's what you're saying. Or whatever that. if I is. say yes, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we gotta move on because we gotta talk about the wild man, Mark Marrow, making his debut in the World Wrestling Federation right after that match. And he's cutting a promo, he's with Todd Pettengill
1: backstage. Well, can I give context because like, I guess you weren't watching at this time? Right? Sure. He was he was pretty popular at the time in WCW is Johnny B Bad. Oh, yeah of course so yeah. watching yeah watching at that time it was just like holy crap Johnny B Bads on friggin WWF TV Did um we, well so you were watching at this time right uh yes yeah were you watching WCW as well I was yeah and that's why I was so like shocked I'm like oh holy crap I look my mo-. so my mom I don't know why but that was like her favorite wrestler right she just like I know like, why shot the confetti we all know why, all know why. it's the nipples <laughs> but uh so you know that was her favorite guy and i'm like ma ma i'm like calling her in the meatloaf i'm like ma the meatloaf fuck um johnny b Bad's on tv
0: she's like yeah the meatloaf
1: right (laughs) i'm like johnny b Bad's on tv and then like not understanding gimmick changes because i think this is one of the first i saw that kind of like they jump and change names Mm -hmm. um then he gets introduced he's like i'm the wild man mark marrow and i'm like is this fucking Ernie? <laughs> yeah, but he his voice was crazy. Go listen to go listen to Mark Mare's voice. It wasn't exactly normal. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it was. He was trying to get out of that little Richard character into a normal
0: person. The, the transition was a bit a, uh, it's a bit rough, I guess. Right, because people aren't aren't made to do that. But <laughs> yeah, John to be bad. I mean, yeah, because I wasn't sure. Like in the context, like was he perceived as a big star that like jumped over? But um. I guess he was. He yeah, was I least, mean,
1: he had some like he at least was a popular enough guy that like right. he comes to WWE. You're like, whoa, like he was a very distinct
0: personality that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. And he's like, he doesn't have his bad blaster with him. He doesn't have his cape with him. He's like, wow, is this the same guy? But it surely is. It surely is. Um, But he's, you know, he's cutting his promo backstage. And then uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley runs into him he's he's all disheveled he's flustered he's flabbergasted of of what just happened to him at the hands of the ultimate warrior and then there he's like hey watch it pal i'm walking here whatever he says and uh blaming
1: sable for like it's your fault i lost to the ultimate warrior which is ultimate heel to just blame the woman that i i got my ass kicked because you were out there which made me laugh because I don't know if Triple H was still doing the
0: accent at this point, but he, he did not <laughs> use it in no. this portion. <laughs> no, nope, He's like, please listen, here is your fault. Like he's Triple H talking, not
1: Hunter. You were the reason uh, I lost. Uh...
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, so Mark and Hunter scuffle and uh I assume leads to a match between them. So pretty, pretty big, uh pretty big program for Mark Merrow right out the gate, you know, triple H, even though he just got squashed, he was a pretty established guy at this
1: point, fairly. So yeah. yeah. Context. Remember he was supposed to win the like 96 King of the ring. Like his star was Mm. aligned to like be, you know, before the curtain call changed history. Again, one of Mm. those things that I think ended up better for it happening, because I can't imagine Hunter Hearst Helmsley winning the 96 um, King of the ring and Austin not happening. But anyway. Yeah, so Triple H was on the up and up, so I think to me that's to tell you what they thought of Wildman Mark Merrow yeah. at the time because they were feuding him with the guy that was about to be the next King of the Ring. Right. But yeah, it all worked out. I mean, we could, have had,
0: we could have had Helmsley 316, right? That could have been just as good. Maybe. Could have sold some t-shirts. And then,
1: and then Stone Cold could have been in DX with Shawn Michaels. Man, what
0: a timeline. What a timeline. <laughs> what? I said chop my crotch. What? <laughs> Suck it. All <What>? right. <laughs> That's money. It's not, it's never too late. It's never too late to make that happen. Um, I think it is. I think it is. I mean, I think it's a relatively easy undertaking, but speaking of which, we got The Undertaker versus Diesel up next. And uh I guess, I guess we kind of talked about the build up to this match earlier, but I
1: mean, yeah. I loved this build up. What were what were your thoughts yeah. on it? Um I don't. These were two guys who, like, no matter what program they were in, I thought they did good with it. Much less together. I just love right. the build up of like Kevin Ash, or I keep calling him Kevin Ash. I apologize, but Diesel being the one guy that's like, I'm not scared of you. Like, I'm not scared mm-hmm. of the mythical Undertaker and all that, and it's believable because he's a seven foot monster as well, you know. But the and yeah. he's almost like it's the juxtaposition of like they're so similar. They're like a similar build, but like. Kevin Nash is the cool, good looking guy. And then the Undertaker scary monster, you know, mm-hmm. um, I actually not only love the build to this match, I love the match itself. I thought they did That's an good. M- amazing job in the match for being two lumbering guys like they could have just gone out there and big man it, but they mm-hmm. didn't. You know, they were like definitely the um, showing what was to come with bigger men at that Dude, time. undertaker opens this match up with a cross body
0: (laughs) on the diesel so he was he was working as the small guy in this match so yeah to your point i mean they were going after it they it wasn't just bear hugs and knee strikes it was they were doing some good shit out there um and given last year undertaker versus king kong bundy which was just i don't even it was a throwaway out, out, out of throwaways it was just nonsensical but now we have a match where it's, it feels like like this is what Wrestlemania matches should be it should be two right exactly like, that's a great way to say it two guys that could feasibly win the, you know the unstoppable force immovable object kind of thing it's like two bona fide stars that each have a case to win this match and let's watch it to see who wins because I don't know who's going to win Like that. that's, that's kind of like this year with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns like I feel like when
1: it's you've, you're built up to something like that I think that's when it's at its best Right. I think this was maybe the match, you know, besides obviously the Iron Man, which was the marquee, but this is the dark horse match of WrestleMania 12, where it's just like, especially Nash, I don't think ever gets credit for being a good worker. Um, And he was a lot better of a worker than people will ever give him credit for. Mm. Um, And it's funny because I think there's a story. That Kevin Nash, um, Undertaker, he'd done it like a, I want to say it was Mabel or something. He'd done like a sunset flip and Undertaker got so pissed that as soon as um, Diesel came back, he grabbed him by the scruff and put him against the locker. And he said, don't you ever do an f and you know, sunset flip again, or I'm coming out there and stopping the match myself. Basically he was saying like, <laughs> you're doing too much, like yeah. slow it down, stop doing that. And then he opens this match with a crossbody.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it is what it is. But I mean, after that, I mean, Taker comes out with a flurry. He hits the old school pretty early, but then Diesel eventually takes control. He kind of beats on him for a bit. Um, at one point they both hit a big boot at the same time and knock each other out. Yeah, but uh, eventually Diesel hits the jackknife. Onto Undertaker effortlessly doesn't make the pin, though. It kind of just, you know, I think he even like goes up to the hard camera is like, I'm so good. Like you can hear him like mouthing his <laughs> man. I'm so good. This is such hilarious. a good character
1: at the though. Such a good
0: character at it's the like time, cocky man. asshole um, toys with him. He's just kind of like rubbing his boot against his face as takers down and then taker sits up and then diesel hits him with a second jackknife. It takes his time pinning him again. It gets down to pin him, it gets goozled by Taker, and he fights him off. Diesel does this is like three times. He like fights him off, and then he grabs him again on the throat. Eventually, he works his way back up, but Diesel counters into a back suplex. Like this is the most wrestling moves I've ever seen Diesel do in one match. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taker sits up again, and then Diesel. He's like at this point realizes what he's dealing with i kind of like how they did like like in the beginning of the match diesel was as cocky as cocky could be and then it like built up to being like oh shit i'm fucked um and then taker hits his flying clothesline hits a choke slam and then a tombstone stiff looking tombstone uh (laughs) for the win made it made diesel a couple inches shorter i think but uh yeah Yeah, I, I, i i
1: agree i love this match Yeah, I love the shot. I think it's an iconic shot of Kevin uh, Kevin Nash Diesel laid out, you know, with the arms (laughs) crossed, and you got the WrestleMania. This is because I think this is the only WrestleMania, or one of the only ones that has the logo on the mat. And yeah, so so there's like that aerial shot, and Kevin Nash, all seven foot of Kevin Nash is just laid out. (laughs) He's standing like three quarters of the ring, right? Three quarters of the ring with that WrestleMania logo, and it's like I think, like when I think WrestleMania twelve. Obviously you think like Sean's entrance, but you think that I think that shot too, you know, which is which yeah. is funny. So it's awesome. And Diesel, I mean, shit. How many times did Diesel
0: ever just lose by getting pinned in the middle of the ring? Great. Exactly. I mean I mean he got rolled up by Brett at Survivor series, but other than that, I don't I can't think of any other ones. No, he was kept pretty strong, so yeah. Yeah. But uh well <laughs> we're we're almost at the main event, but before we get to that, we gotta we got to tie up some loose ends, so to speak. We got Todd Pettengill <laughs> backstage. He's uh viewing the monitors backstage. He's, he sees some cars arrive, which I don't know if we mentioned this. Like they are kind of cutting back and forth to it throughout the show. I'm pretty sure they're just using the OJ footage. Like it's it's not like a recreation. I think it's literally just the footage. Just the, the OJ, OJ footage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. But uh, hey, the cars. I guess they drove from Anaheim to the or from hollywood to anaheim they finally have made it uh both cars pull into a parking lot of sorts i guess they, the bronco smashes into gold Dust's cadillac and they both get out they fight in the back they fight all the way to the ring it's a good thing they timed it right it would have been awkward if they got there during the taker diesel match but uh <laughs> i have a note here that says powerbomb grope thoughts do you know what that's a phrase? I don't too. know
1: why you have that as a note. <laughs> and wait, wait, that's not, gonna really,
0: really bother me. You know what I'm talking about, right? When Goldust was, yeah, it was like going to Powerbomb or Pile Driver Roddy and he's like grabbing oh, his butt cheeks like over yes. his back. Yeah.
1: Um it's my analysis. <laughs> I, I tried to forget it, but yes, because there, there's it's not anything against, you know, gold it's more against like, I don't really want to see Roddy Piper's butt cheeks. As far as butt cheeks go, like Roddy Piper, I mean, 96 Roddy Piper, he's a handsome man. He was still so. in shape. It's, it's kind of crazy to think like the, the, you know, no disrespect, but like how he showed up in WCW two years later in 98 with the beer belly and stuff. Like he's yeah. pretty in shape here, actually. Actually, I think 94 Roddy Piper is like the most in shape I've ever seen him. And then oh, so yeah. here he's got a little bit of bulk on him. You know what I mean? Like, it's the biggest I've ever seen Roddy Piper. Biggest in the sense of, like, jacked. Yeah. No, he, he looks like a wrestler out there for sure. Right. Um, as see, opposed what... to them, them skinny girl legs, like Bad News Brown, column. which, by the way, you can't even see that match because <laughs> Roddy Piper decided to paint his body in half black face or whatever.
0: Uh, I, I do know. know. Whatever. But, uh... <laughs> 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 well, what other notes did I take on this match? We have uh, a mount. Uh, Goldust goes for a kiss. It's blocked. Then Roddy
1: grabs Goldust's balls. Is the Undertaker arriving at my house or something? Like, what the heck is going on with these lights? Little- uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my Undertaker! Oh, beat up Goldust, please. Well,
0: don't they feud like soon after this when with mankind and
1: like that's Gold- what my lights are alluding to. Obviously, right. foreshadowing. I like right, it. Right.
0: Right. But foreshadowing with shadows, huh? So there's something right. there. We'll workshop it. Uh, balls get assaulted all throughout this match. And then Roddy just strips gold dust of all his his clothes and revealing his thong and his brawl, maybe. I don't know. He's covering his tits. And then gold <laughs> dust saunters off. There's no, like, you know, pinfalls. It's just a fight. So I guess it's a uh, at the end of the day, this is really just an evening gown match,
1: I guess. Uh, Braun good perhaps. stuff though. At the time, like <laughs> no, at the it time, it was like comedic relief. That, like, again, context is important. Remember, it's a different time period. It's like, it was like, oh, uh, he's wearing women's clothing underneath. Oh, uh, uh, and then Roddy Piper strips him down and you know, and beats the crap out of him. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny, you know. Um, again, we're looking through 1996 eyes, you know. Um, <laughs> and it was just supposed to be funny. and Piper's the big hero. You know, yeah, but I mean, to your earlier point, I mean, the fight
0: like leading up to this, like on the car, like in the back lot. I mean, that was really raw stuff. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah, it was ahead of its time for sure. So you had that brutality in the beginning and then you had like the comedic relief all throughout the show and then this ending. So overall, I think it was just an awesome. I mean, it was it was like I said, it was ahead of its time. You weren't seeing stuff like this anywhere else, really. So no
1: physicality yet comedic yet like yeah. it, uh, it it delivered you know it delivered and it's but it's just one of those matches because of the goldust character and all that stuff it's just it gets and that's what i meant by wrestlemania 12 and the whole event kind of getting lost to time it's like it won't seem as good as it seemed in 96
0: yeah
1: yeah for sure you know um but man
0: that brings us to the old main event about half the show here is uh for the WWF Championship. We got a 60-minute Iron Man match. The champion Bret Hart defending against Shawn Michaels. Man, so I mean, my, my first thought, I mean, did you catch the Revolution Iron Man match
1: between MJF and Brian uh, Danielson? So unfortunately, I did not. And that's actually haunting me right now because I want to watch that match because I heard it's worth such time. good things. It's such good things about it. And I've always actually been a fan of Iron Man matches because you have to be creative in them. Oh yeah. yeah. Um
0: but yeah for it's it's worth your time for sure. And it's interesting to kind of go back and see because I mean this is the first time they did it, at least in WWF. I don't know if they did it in like yeah.
1: Japan or some shit, but um, well, I mean, 60 minute, uh, 60 minute matches were not uncommon ever, but it's like in a televised setting right. that it's just so different. It's so different. This is the first what televised Iron Man no match R- WrestleMania. And it's like it's going to go 60 minutes, which I remember at the time, I remember my dad and I pulling up some popcorn stuff. And it's like we knew we had some time. And it's mm-hmm. like that was a weird feeling at the time to know that like, oh, like you you know this match is going to go on 60 minutes like so we we got we got to sit here the whole time <laughs> yeah and um it's crazy because I mean we're coming
0: out of an era where the main events of these type of shows where it was always like Hogan versus some giant it was Yokozuna in the main event it was some shit yeah. like that like yeah, LT versus Bam Bam like it was the pop and circumstance right. of it all now we just have like the most raw wrestling that wrestling can get it's literally just 60 minutes no no stipulation or other than Iron man but no like other outside entities in play here we just got two guys wrestling for an hour so it's a testament to how the uh how the industry is changing I guess at this point but um I was, I was watching this I completely forgot about the zip line entrance so really uh, jose lothario the Shawn michaels trainer I guess comes out they play sean's music and it's just jose coming out I'm like where the hell is sean and then I'm like oh duh it's the little uh, zipline zip line from the top oh look at that ride ah oh! which is uh which is an like, iconic shot for dude, so like i've seen it in highlight clips and stuff like that but watching it like i'm sitting down i'm watching the show and i see this happen it's like man this is, that was fucking cool That was a cool
1: moment. Yeah, especially it's like 96. You got to remember, it's like, it's not like the extravagant Wrestlemania that we get today. So it's just like, this guy ziplining from the top of the friggin arena down into the crowd into his clique, as he cleverly called them, you know, he called his fans the clique. Um, But I I think (laughs) it's funny, we used to I had a friend that used to do, we used to do like fake commentary, and I used to play like a Bobby Heenan type character, right? So I can't watch the Jose Lothario entrance without almost like popping for myself, which is egotistical. Mm -hmm. But like, I remember we were doing, this is recorded somewhere, but Jose Lothario comes out and I'm like, look, at if if this is a shape that Shawn Michaels is showing up in, he has no chance against Bret Hart. And like my friends like muting his mic because he's laughing so hard. Like I definitely Bobby. Heen in it. Like, (laughs) you know, it just acts stupid, but
0: yeah, that's, that's the real ultimate warrior. He's not the one that was out of shape and balding.
1: It was Shawn right. Michaels. Was that the the real ultimate warrior? Is Jose Lothario Jim <laughs> Helwig? That's, that's the question right. we all are by, looking by for. By the way, sidebar yeah. I, that I never thought about until years later, he had to play like a Latin lover type character, right? Because Lothario means what? Like that Latin lover kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Los right? Lotharios, so, right? That's a... I thought, right, exactly. That was what made me think of it. And I went, oh my God, is that why Shawn Michaels played like the sexy boy type character? Like I thought okay. about like all of this years later because I was like, was it kind of like akin to his trainer playing like a like a ladies man type, type gimmick? Because I'm like, there's no way Jose Lothario would be named that if not for right. having a similar type gimmick. Well, first of and all, was Jose Lothario the Latin lover in the 97 Rumble? Possibly,
0: possibly. I mean, I have his wiki up, it doesn't, doesn't right. say that, although his real name is Guadalupe, <laughs> which is fucking badass. I love it. Uh, it's uh, yeah, doesn't really, yeah, the, the great Lothario, El Gran Lothario, super sock, whatever that means. Uh, I got a super, super sock, sock in my uh, hamper right now, but. Uh, but yeah, so Lothario's out there, Sean's out there, Brett's out there. Match gets underway, and uh man, it is a ten-minute headlock <laughs> to open up this match, which is yeah. something that because you know we're, fr- I, we're I'm fresh off of seeing that that uh, MJF Brian Danielson Iron Man match, and the thing that struck me about that match is that like it didn't feel like it dragged, like it felt like there was always there was like a story being told throughout the like there were. Like, that match was, like, a story with a bunch of chapters. This felt like one long chapter, almost, in a way. Which, they're different. And granted, this is the first time they're doing it. So, it's not necessarily apples yeah. and apples. But it was just striking how much that this match type has changed over time. But, um, but yeah, really slow pace in the beginning. I mean, it's literally, like, Brett has Sean in a headlock for 10 minutes. And then Sean... He starts to kind of fire up a little bit. He does like his, like a head scissors. He knocks Brett to the outside. At one point, Sean, he like gets thrown over the top rope, but he skins the cat, but then he just rushes right back into an arm bar. But I think the slow pace, though, in the beginning, I think it made like every like big move. I think it like amplified everything. So I think there was like value to that in the beginning.
1: Especially in 96. I mean, I think, I think they did a good job because if I had to give like a, you know, um not a criticism to today's iron man match but today today's iron man match is catered to today's crowd whereas Mm -hmm. like they approached it in like a like okay if this were a real thing how would we do it and it was like and and the commentary emphasized it too Mm -hmm. which was like hey that first you know that first pinfall is going to mean something so they were almost approaching it like we know we got it like talking about brett and sean we know we got an hour to go we're not doing yeah. our high flying. We're not doing our our, our other stuff. We're just kind of taking it easy, feeling each other out because we know, you know, we got another 50 minutes to go after these headlocks, you mm-hmm. know. So I really like that they approached it from a real aspect. And to me, it actually, like you said, it makes the big moves seem better because they're going so slow that it's like when it's like, bam, they hit something. You're like, holy crap, where'd that come from? Right. Um, so I have a like a soft spot for this Iron Man match, but at the same time, yeah, you know, viewing it with today's eyes, I'm like, wow, this is a very slow paced match. Very yeah. slow paced.
0: But yeah, to your point, and K Fave it makes sense because and like in the build-up to this, they were doing all like the goofy like montage videos of them training, like very Rocky-esque where and Brett's like yeah i gotta prepare for sean he's like a mexican jumping bean in there he's doing all his flashy moves and whatnots and then sean comes out here doing the opposite of that so in kayfabe it's like oh he's kind of throwing brett off because this isn't what he expected and sean right you know you you can't really beat brett at that game so that's why it's kind of a stalemate for the first like half of this match at least so story makes sense for sure but it was very and i like that like
1: I like that, like, you know, at the time, especially too, it's like we thought this was going to be like five falls versus five falls. and right. like, I think everybody was expecting that. And that is not what we got at all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, yeah. It's the novelty of
0: it. you like, you don't know what to expect. Is it going to be a 10, 10 match? Or is it going to be zero, zero and like 50 minutes left, 40 minutes left, nothing, 30 minutes left, nothing. And then like, once like 30 minutes hits the bigger moves start to be more frequent. Like Brett hits a big pile driver at some point. Sean goes for the sweet chin music, but Brett he escapes the ring. He like runs away from him, and they they kind of like do it a few times where Brett like yeah. slides out of the ring, and Sean's like about to jump on him, but Brett gets out of the way, and they it's like keeps trying and trying it. And eventually, Sean's able to hit that from the top to the outside onto Brett's Throws Brett in the ring. Hits a cross body off the top. So now he's like busting out all this high flying stuff um but with that spot Sean comes off with the cross body but then Brett rolls through and it's a two counts so It's like wait and the crowd was with it i mean that was like a really dramatic spot there that was like really yeah. close two count so at this point we were kind of cooking a little bit and then 20 minutes left it's still zero zero. and it's like man is anybody gonna yeah. get a fall here it's, at this point it's like man it's it's not going to be a high scoring game probably
1: Shout out um, to the t- Tony Chimmel spot that happens earlier on, because I just it's just my favorite spot when, like, Brett's laid up against Tony Chimmel, the ring announcer, and then Sean comes in with the sweet chin music. Brett moves and just clocks Tony. I was wondering then they if that was to- Tony
0: Chimmel. I wasn't sure. It
1: was, yeah, yeah. Uh And then they cart him out, but they do it. Again, kayfabe is so real at the time. They wheel him out, and they're trying to do it, like, super low, so they're hiding underneath the ring apron, and they're right. put him out, but... Again, it was just like, they did some cool stuff in this, but it went slow. But I think if you if you know that, like, if you just go into it with, like, hey, it's not going to be as fast as a normal match, like, you appreciate it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first, like, 40 minutes of the match, I think Brett
0: tries the sharpshooter once, and Sean tries the sweet chin music, like, twice. So it's like, those big moves are mattering, especially when it, like, gets to the end of right. this match. Exactly. Um, they're
1: not like spamming their finishers. Like, yeah. you know, it's like they're, they're waiting to build up to like that. And they're almost like testing each other to see like, if they can get, they can catch them off guard and like, mm-hmm. it's good stuff, man.
0: I mean, I think the last like 10 or so minutes of this match are great. Um, yeah. Brett busts out a superplex from the top, goes into uh lock in the sharpshooter, but it gets blocked So Brett has to transition into a single leg crab, but Sean gets to the ropes. Uh, Sean's able to hit his elbow drop for a two counts. Then Sean goes for a missile drop kick, but Brett catches him out of midair and then locks in the sharpshooter with 40 seconds left. And he holds him in there. Sean doesn't tap. And then the time hits zero.
1: Bell rings. It's a The crowd was with it. The crowd yes. was so with it in the last 40 seconds. Like Ooh. Brett locks in that, that sharpshooter. Now, you got to remember, um, again, for today's fans, I guess it's probably the feel of like a very similar feel to like, oh, can Cody win his first WWE championship? You know, mm-hmm. it was like Sean was the guy and it was very obvious, right? Um, but it would almost be like, you know, another guy that we liked. Let's say Sami Zayn having the title, right? So it's like, it would be like Sami and Cody facing. Right. That was the feel of this where it was just like, okay, come on. Sean's got to have the title. It was, you know, to the point, just to give you a, to tell you how popular Sean was. Uh, my friend is a lifelong Bret Hart fan. And he, may, he told me, he's like, you're jumping on that podcast, WrestleMania 12 mentioned this. He's, he was a lifelong Bret Hart fan. And he was rooting for Shawn Michaels to win because that people wanted Shawn Michaels to win that title that much.
0: Really? So
1: again now imagine the last 40 seconds right so sean's our guy sean's the next incumbent we know it we feel it brett catches him in the sharpshooter which nobody gets out of the sharpshooter and there's 40 seconds left that crowd comes unglued because they're like do not tap sean do not tap do not tap and we're all going crazy at home i was remember jumping out of my seat going like no 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 and then sure enough the bell rings but the problem with that is Sean still lost? You're like, oh no, wait, the time's done. So Sean retains. So Brett keeps the title. Yeah. Yep. So it was very disappointing in that couple of minutes there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was great drama, to your point. But yeah, ultimately it's a draw. But old boy, Gorilla Monsoon, who was just reinstated as uh, the president of the WWF, he gets in there, he's like, hey, sudden death, boys. So... They restart the match. Brett's none too pleased with this. He uh, gets back in the ring. I guess we're we're wrestling some more. And uh, I don't know how long it lasts, but it's not too much longer. Uh, Sean gets flipped into the corner, leaps over Brett, hits Brett with a sweet chin music, but he can't capitalize. He's so beat up. He just got out of that sharpshooter. They both get up kind of at the same time. And then Sean hits him with a second sweet chin music. And gets the win. I, I didn't know that was like the sequence that ended this. I knew it was a Sweet Chin Music, yeah. but I didn't know the whole thing where like he hits one, they couldn't get up, and then he gets back up and hits him with the second one. I thought that was a really cool finish, and
1: uh he's collapsed in, into it too. It's like yeah. it's such a good. I don't know. It's like one of my favorite cells of the of the Sweet Chin Music by Brett, and then also one of the best cells by Sean because mm. they both just go down like two. Battered athletes. It's kind of like, you know, the the cliche in boxing, the like the double knockout and the like, getting like, you know, them both going down in Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's pretty much what happened here. Sean pretty much just collapses onto Brett. Uh, it's it's good stuff, man. It's like Brett had zero HP and Sean had
0: one HP. Like it was just the right. slimmest of margins. Yeah. Uh, but that's all it takes. The final score is one to zero. And uh, by God, Kenneth, it's a boyhood dream. It's uh, it's not false, that's for sure. So it's come true. It's come, that's true. come true. That's what they say. That's what they say. And then Sean celebrates. And uh, okay. a question: Does Sean? Is it? I don't feel like I
1: like Sean here. I feel like he's he's comes off like a dick because he like shoves okay.
0: Earl Hebner I, out of the I ring. I was gonna
1: I was <laughs> gonna mention it, which is funny because it's like you know, as a kid. Um, you watch it and you're like, man, Sean's whatever, this is great, you know, and and the boyhood dream has come true. And like, you want to get that picture in reality, this is 1996, Sean Michaels, and he's, he's a dick. Mm-hmm. And basically he's shoving Earl Hebner and he's basically telling, he's telling, tell Brett to get the fuck out of the ring as in mm-hmm. like, give me the final shot, the shot of me with this. And it's just like, my dude, like, think about it like this. You've had an hour match, an hour five at this point, I guess you're you won the world title off a guy that you've you've idolized you've wanted to be and you're telling him to get the fuck out of the ring <laughs> you know what i mean like it could have been yeah. a, at least a little bit better than that of like hey hey tell brett ask brett if he's all right like to let me let me get the final shot you know mm-hmm. but he tells earl you know tell brett to get the fuck out of the ring and you can see like if you watch the footage you could see like yeah. he's mounted yeah. and that's like you said he comes across like a dick you can see that he's not saying anything nice um, and telling Earl to relay it to Brett and it, it ruins it for me as an adult because I'm like, come on, dude, like this is right. your crowning achievement, man. And like, you have to be a, a dick in that moment. That's my yeah. favorite wrestler. Just FYI, like it's my favorite wrestler. So if I'm, a, I can say it, trust me, I get, I get people shitting on them for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: but I guess it, uh, sparked one of the best rivalries of all time with this match which I believe this is the first time they've had a match or at least like on this stage I guess
1: they might have had like very they've had, like early they've had matches they've had matches but it, this is probably the best way to say it is like you know you watch a- Triple H versus the Rock for the IC title and mm-hmm. then when you finally see the game versus the Rock as for the WWF championship and then funny enough they had an Iron Man match and stuff like that it's like <laughs> right? a different caliber it's like different caliber athletes that's what we were seeing here which is like them in the main event Facing for the first time as as like those top guys, um, so completely different feel, um, and I think they delivered. Man, I thought um, still maybe my favorite Iron Man match, besides yeah. maybe believe it or not, Bailey and Sasha, I think Bailey and Sasha might be my favorite. Yeah, Brock and Kurt. Um, I like you know what's funny. I like Brock and Kurt, but I think I don't know. I, it's one of those things where it's like expected that to be good. I think they've had. Brock and Kurt are just so good together that it's like it's hard for me to just look at that match. I look they at They face feud. each
0: other so much, like in that time span too. It's hard to right like segment right. that match. Right. That that's what it is. Yeah. I haven't seen that match in a while, so I don't know how if that like I, how that lives up to it, but
1: I kind of want to watch it now that you've mentioned it. Cause obviously when does that it's been enough time. It was sometime in 03. I want to say 03. It, what was it? Was it a Smackdown? I want to say it was just I like a random was, episode yeah. of Smackdown. Yeah.
0: Probably like in the summer at some time, which I'm almost there in my timeline. So um, we shall see.
1: We shall see. But yeah, give that revolution match a watch too. It was a very... Um, I got it. I'm mad that I didn't have a chance. To, uh, I had a friend going through some stuff, so we had to talk. So I, I didn't get to watch that whole no pay-per-view. Excuse. Yeah, because you, I don't you got really things need to do. friends. <laughs> I don't need a friend... I don't. I. I don't need a, a tag team partner. I just hmm. need t- to watch AEW Revolution. You do, you do. But you know, I could have bootlegged it like Cody Rhodes. So I don't know why the hell I didn't. <laughs> could have wired that bad boy and uh, right, given it a right. gander. He's still kind I'm of tricky. Starks. He's not
0: blonde though, but uh, he is sexy though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Y- 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 Sonata is all I see. I'm telling you. It's not a bad thing. He's a handsome (laughs) Japanese fella, uh,
1: as are you. So it's funny you say that because like I I am half Asian just for anyone that doesn't know. But my mom literally almost disappointedly tells me she like she sees it and she goes, you look like one of those Korean boys now. And I go, (laughs) Mom, I literally I look at her and I go, Mom, that's a compliment because I'm I am half Asian. Like for the first time in my life, I I look a little Asian as opposed to looking like I don't know, like, well, my sisters, the way my sisters described it, they're the ones who dyed my hair. They were like, you look racially ambiguous. Like, we can't place you now, <laughs> especially with like the dark facial hair. It's like uh, it could be
0: anything it could be anything, especially
1: like face. I don't know if you noticed, I, I made it. to. I might just shave this off and leave just the mustache.
0: Let's say your mustache looks a lot more powerful than it usually does. It looks like a almost like a fake mustache.
1: No, I did that on purpose because, like, it was just one of those things where, like, the style, I just changed my style, man. I want it to look hey, good man. for you.
0: No, I appreciate
1: it, you. You know, you got me, married man. and stuff. It made me feel really insecure because I was just like, I thought I had your eye and hey, I man. don't. Just because, uh,
0: what's, what's the saying? Just because you're, like, you can window shop. Just because you're at a restaurant, you can sniff
1: the food just you because don't they're it. salad just because they're salad as the restaurant doesn't mean that i can't undress you i think that's what it is i think you nailed yeah, it. Man. i think you nailed it yeah. And hey yeah I, th- I think we did a you know a show that nailed it wrestlemania 12 oh wrestlemania 12 yeah wrestlemania absolutely. 12
0: uh any other any other nuggets on this on this program
1: nope owen hart definitely wrestled earlier so no more nuggets um <laughs> Do you not know that that was his nickname? Yeah, there we go. Okay, I thank do. God. Okay. I, I was like, why I'm not you give me that a face? nugget. I'm a black heart. Like, damn, heart it. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> a winner! A soul survivor. <laughs> can I do it? Woo.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end it. But uh do you have anything to plug? I know you're a retired podcaster, uh, but uh beans and bowls or whatever your podcast or your new show is. What can everybody wrestling
1: uh, has beans
0: <laughs> wrestling has beans I like it. I do like it.
1: I really I really am going to consider finding a use for that name because that is absolutely amazing. But uh youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. Go subscribe because I am building up some ideas and content. You know, it doesn't mean anything until I actually do them. But mm. we're in WrestleMania season. I get inspired this time of year. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of coffee content focusing on. Uh, um What do you call it? Almost focusing on color grading and things like that. So don't be surprised if all of a sudden you just see me full bore on that YouTube and on my Instagram and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to plug it now just in case. So youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. And then you can find me on social media. Uh, the new handle since the last time I was on this episode is just underscore Kenny thoughts, underscore Kenny thoughts, make it nice and easy. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So that's on Instagram. Uh, twitter uh the only TikToks, fans only fans yeah, yeah everything everything that's where me and me mandy rose me and mandy rose are making a lot of money now man a lot of money you're yeah. just brewing her coffee in the background and, oh uh, not, not together not together oh. i just i just repost her content and then uh make money right yeah what would you think aj yeah. styles thinks of mandy rose's content I—I I, I mean, I've never seen it. I'm—I'm I'm a happily married man to my wife Wendy, uh. But uh, I mean, I'm sure that's a great avenue. I, I mean, it's—it's it's probably elite, you know, too sweet, you know, if you will. Too sweet, me brother.
0: Once again, thank you to uh, Kenny from uh, Kenny for your thoughts for returning to the show. Always have a good old time with Kenneth. Follow Kenny on all the social medias. Underscore Kenny Thoughts. All of his info in the description below. Follow me at Apron Bump on all the social medias as well. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. Uh, Subscribe, like, all that. Am I plugged up? Can we get to the segment? I've I've promised it to you. Let's grade this show. And let's see if WrestleMania 12 gave us the best or the worst of 1996 so far. Bartholomew, hit that jingle. WCW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. <clears> hmm. <throat> <clears throat> So, anyways, who's the hardest promotion of 1996? As of right now, as of WrestleMania 12, <laughs> I forgot what WrestleMania we're covering for a second. Um, or, you know, up until this point, WWF is dominating so far with 18 points. WCW has zero points, and ECW has four points. As a reminder, whoever wins out, at the end of the year, whoever has the most points, I will purchase a replica championship belt of the company that wins. So, high stakes, folks. High stakes. Um, but even though WWF is in the lead here, things can sw- can things can swing very quickly. And we have a lot of year to go. So, if you're not familiar with this, if this is your first time, Absorbing this. First of all, if you're on YouTube, you can see my screen. If you're on audio, I'll uh, walk you through it as well. But basically, we look at this WrestleMania 12 event, and we basically we first grade it from a scale of A to F, uh, A to F, S to F, S to F, from a scale of S to F, S being the highest, F being the worst. And then we look at the show and we see, is it the best of the year, worst of the year in terms of in ring, out of ring and other criteria? And that all they all have point values associated to them. And that gets summed up into the final score. But let's get right into it, shall we? So uh, WrestleMania 12, and you'll see it's not exactly chronological here as uh, I kind of push this up to uh, review it during WrestleMania season. But the question is, what do we grade this bad boy? Um, it's a good show. It's a good show. And keep in mind, we graded in your house six a B. I think it's at least a B for sure. For sure. Is it an A though? Because the Backlot Brawl was fun. And some of the Iron Man match was fun. However, was there, and Diesel versus Take, dude. Diesel versus Taker was good. I thought even the opening uh, six-man was fine. Brother, do I give this an A? It's either an A or a B for sure. What was in your house six? What was the main? Oh, that was the cage match. Did did I grade in your house six too high? Now, that's the question. That's the real question. it, It was significantly better than... House part, yeah. You know what? I, I think I'm giving WrestleMania 12 and A, folks. I think it gets the first A of 1996 so far. So, that'll uh, so what does that do? So, basically, we look at the averages per promotion. So, WWF has an average score of four, WCW one, ECW two, and these scores are associated. So, WWF basically has an average score of B, WCW has an average score of D. ECWC, I believe, or F and D, whatever, WWF has the best tier list average so far, which I believe was already the case, and it was, so nothing changes there, and look, we got a best, we got a new best pay-per-view of 1996, WrestleMania 12, if I can type it, but Previously, it was in your house six. So that score does not change. Worst pay-per-view. Still Super Brawl from WCW. Now in ring. As of right now, WWF has the best in ring overall. I still say, I think I still maintain that for sure. Best match previously was Sean versus Owen at in your house six. I, I, do we change it to Sean versus Brett's now, of course, the score isn't going to change because it's going to be WWF regardless. But I, I think I do, man. I think I have because just off of the stakes, off of the spotlight alone, I think so far, Shawn versus Bret, best match of the 96 so far. Worst match still Hogan versus Giant from Super Brawl. Nothing on this show. I don't think it was worse than that. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. Wrestler of the year, still Shawn Michaels. Yeah, still Shawn Michaels. Worst, still Hogan. Still Hogan. Out of ring. Best overall gimmicks, characters, promos, and storylines. So best overall. Currently have ECW. Because of the stuff they're doing with Cactus Jack and... Shane Douglas coming back in. You got Tommy versus Raven. I will say, though, ECW is kind of cooling off so far, I think. So I'm wondering, do we change this to WWF? (laughs) Because, man, you got Taker and Diesel going at it. Sean and Brett is just kicking off. Stone Cold is establishing himself. You got Goldust really established. Goldust alone, I think, might warrant changing this to WWF man got a clean sweep got a clean fucking sweep best character storyline currently we have diesel versus taker I think I think we changed this to gold dust I think we do I think we do but uh, still stays WWF so that's the same worst character storyline dungeon of doom don't foresee that changing anytime soon but i think that about does it so wwf is uh cleaning the house or whatever the saying is um all right we're good i think we're good that'll do it wwf has 22 points wcw and ecw are trailing both with zero but we have a lot of year left And keep in mind, these grades are based off of where we are in the year thus far. We're only in March, and WCW and ECW both have lots going on later in the year. So things can change, but that's where we sit so far. And with that, that brings this old ditty to a close. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for touching. I don't know. But with that, I love you. I'll leave you. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day and i'm hard yeah this started talk around and disregard
1: it you